And it is the last day of the Prospect Reports here on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. What's up? What's going on? I'm Bird. This is soon to be Jake. Jake, what's up? How are you? It's up, man. It's, it's up. up. It's up. Um, happy Friday. Happy Friday, brother. We are so close to the NFL draft. We, 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 we're, we're this close. We are a smidge. We are less than a week away. Until the NFL draft. Amen. Hallelujah. We are closing in the last of the prospect reports on deck. We are going to be covering the secondary. So we'll be doing both corners and safeties today. And then on Monday, you will be hearing the mock draft. Jake and I will be doing our respective mock drafts. And then we just decided at the end of the mock Stay tuned for the end of that mock because we will be answering some questions from the mailbag. We did, of course, that NFL draft mailbag. There were some questions that weren't answered um, because I said I'd be checking up on a couple of things. I have more answers on that, and we'll be filling in those respective questions. So stay tuned for the end of the mock where we will be going through the mailbag a little bit. Just a couple questions, nothing too crazy because the mock will be that, – that episode itself will be dense. But – we're just going right into it. We have a lot to get through in not a lot of time. So, Jake, let's just jump right into it. Let's start with the corners. Let's do the juicier of the two positions first. We'll start with the corners. Um, I believe I did linebackers first. So I think this is your time to shine there, Cowboy. Go for it. We're doing corners first, you said? Corners first, yes. All right. Uh, my cornerback five is DJ Turner from Michigan. Number four, Devin Witherspoon at Illinois. Number three, Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. Deontay Banks, number two from Maryland. Number one, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon with my sleeper, Eli Ricks. Okay. Okay. So we have some disagreements already. So uh, by sleeper, is Cam Smith, the slot extraordinaire from South Carolina. Number five, I have Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State. Four, I have Deontay Banks out of the University of Maryland. Three, I have Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. Two, I have Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. And then number one, very close, number one and number two for me, I have Devon Witherspoon out of Illinois. So automatically, let's just jump right into Devon Witherspoon. You have him at number four on your board, Jake. 4K. Yeah. Part of why I was a little down on him was the catch-up speed to me was a big problem. Don't think he has the greatest burst in his game. And when you're facing these NFL receivers that have real top end, and, and the game in general is just a lot faster in the NFL compared to the college game. That's something where I see corners tend to fall on their faces with and struggle with, especially early on. So I, I didn't see that in his game. And to be completely honest with you, he just didn't have the greatest. And I get it. I, you can tell me what he tested as, but just from what I saw, the ability to be agile, and I'm not talking about like a, a shuffle score or a shuttle score or anything like that, but I'm talking when receivers do, you know, simple little hitch moves or um, out routes or double moves and stuff like that. He just looked very awkward in and out of those breaks and just it wasn't very fluid for me. And 
it's just that is something where I just see it in the NFL. And I think he honestly got away with a little bit of handsiness with these receivers as well in the college game. That's going to get called in the NFL. Relies a little too much on the physicality and just wasn't a natural enough athlete for me to be a, wow, you're, you're a shutdown corner in the NFL. Do I think he can develop into a nice starting corner for a team? I do. I, I, I think he can definitely be a starting corner in the league, but I mean, I, I'm seeing a lot of what the consensus is saying, and I try not to really read a lot of the consensus before I see a lot of this for myself with guys, because I don't want to have like a, ju- it's kind of like going on a date with somebody and, and you hear about all these stories about the person. You you can't get those out of your head. You just can't. So I try to do the same when watching football players too, to a much lesser extent. I just didn't see, wow, this is going to be a real shutdown corner in the league. You could put him on an island one-on-one and you, you take away half the field. No, I, I don't. He's just not that special of an athlete and he isn't that defined yet as a corner in the slightest. So yeah, he, he has to be number four. I just, I couldn't put him ahead of the other three guys, but an area of strength, ball skills. I think when the ball is in the air and he's one-on-one with people, he turns his head around and boom, he's playing the ball. You see a lot of times where guys, they're not playing the ball. They're playing the guy's hands. They're just, they're just trying not to have the, and I get it. You don't, you want to try and cause an incompletion, but he's looking for the ball when it's in the air. He has a good understanding of when to turn around. And you see guys do that all the time where they get caught with their, their heads turned around when, when covering receivers or tight ends and, guys catch it over them or they get called for these pass interference penalties because they're not playing the ball. He he does a good job at the, of that. And he's very versatile with what coverages you can play him in too. He can play man. He can play zone to a much lesser extent, but probably more in a cover one man scheme, a little bit more blitz heavy as opposed to, all right, let's play the Tampa two cover threes and let this guy, because he's not very explosive in and out of cuts to play that type of coverage, even though he can, but he's probably better off suited in the other scheme. So um, good player. I just, I don't see the the whole, this is the shutdown corner of the draft type that I hear from other people. Like I'm sure you'll say. Um, No, actually I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I actually am not. There are other years. Like I think if we look back at last year, right. And we look at everyone's number one corner from last year in Derek Stingley. Where Not mine. <laughs> oh. he wasn't he wasn't yours, he was wasn't, mine. I don't think he was my number two corner last year either. I thought you I, th- I think you were you were uh lower on him, but he was he was my number one. Uh that was a corner that I saw that I could say, okay, he definitely has that shutdown potential. Do I see that with Devon Witherspoon? I see glimpses of it. The problem with him is that if you go back and there he's a player that has two sets of tape. He has the 2022 tape, which for me is one of is one of the best sets of tape that I've ever seen out of a corner in college, playing in a unbelievable conference in the Big Ten, going up against high-level opposition. So check that. But then you go back and you look at the previous season, specifically the 2021 tape, that is just good. It's just good tape. Like, it's nothing – like, I've seen the 2021 tape out of so many other guys. I think some of the points that Jake that Jake made are accurate, that he definitely is more set up in a man scheme. He's not really adapted at playing at zone coverage, but he can if you need him to. Um, you could move him all over the field. You want him inside playing the slot. You can 
I think he'd be more averse in playing outside and being that, you know, having him be on an island with somebody. Uh, the biggest issue for me is the size. 5'11 is fine, but the 181 pounds is not great. I have concerns about potential durability uh, going into the next level and what he could be like if he's going to be playing on a 17-game schedule uh, during the season. But outside of that, he, he just is a receiver that plays corner. And I wonder if there's going to be an NFL team that wants to find a way to add maybe 10 to 15 pounds on him to kind of adjust his frame and make him a bit more physical. But th- th- he's feisty. He is feisty immediately right at the jump. And he could take on anybody. But I just have some concerns about his overall – what's the word that I'm looking for? The the all-in with Devon Witherspoon. There are a lot of really, really good things. There are a lot of elite things. But then there are other things where if we look at some of the other corners – there aren't those concerns, and one of those things being the size that he that he brings to the table. I like him a lot. Um, I had to go back and I had to watch his film multiple times because I I have known that Jake is not a Devon Witherspoon guy. And at first glance, I wasn't a Devon Witherspoon guy either. But the more I watched the tape, the more I said to myself, okay, I, I do see a, a football player in here, uh, a very, very good football player. And there's also a very good person in there, too. And everything that I've heard is that Devon Witherspoon has absolutely aced the in-person uh, interviews, which, as we as we know and as we've highlighted on this show many, many times, that goes a long way in, ter- in terms of trying to solidify him potentially being a top 10 to top 15 pick, which is where Devon Witherspoon is currently being projected. Uh, so let's go right on to number two and our, our consensus, my, my number two, Jake's number one, and that is Christian Gonzalez. And for me, uh, Christian Gonzalez, and I hate making player comps, I say it all the time, but Christian Gonzalez is your prototyp- prototypical Byron Jones. You you want a absolute gym rat that is an athletic freak, that it get, brings everything to the table, size, speed, length, solid hips, elite ball skills. Christian Gonzalez is that. The one thing that separates him from Byron Jones is Christian Gonzalez has better ball skills than Byron Jones does. He is an absolutely unbelievable corner. His tape was consistently great. But there are moments with Witherspoon for me where I saw elite from Witherspoon. I didn't see elite from Gonzalez. And that's what put Witherspoon over Gonzalez. But that is no slight on him at all. He is unbelievable and he is going to make a team very, very, very happy. Uh, Jake, I do have some news that I want to get your reaction on before we go and we hear your thoughts on Christian Gonzalez and why he is your number one corner. The New York Yankees have announced that Josh Donaldson is out indefinitely. Jake, what are your thoughts? No, it's a, it's a fake injury. Fake injury. He's going to cash a check for the rest of the year. And Peraza, I'm actually going to go ahead Peraza right now in fantasy. I dropped them, but they they want Peraza to play. I don't think they they don't want Josh Donaldson back. I'm about to go find him, but as, no, as you definitely should. Um, but why why will you go find uh, Oswald Peraza? In- Someone's on waivers. He's on waivers because I dropped them. Well, put your claim in. Put your claim in. I dropped them. Uh, oh boy. Oh boy. This man, this man is scrambling. I can see the smoke coming from his Honestly, head. I might not even pick him up again. I don't I don't have enough. I mean, I picked up Josh Lowe, who's killing it. 
He is. Yeah, but anyway, Josh Johnson, he'll never play for the Yankees again. Thank God. Thank God. No, yes. It, it's a fit. You'll see Aaron Hicks have a, have a phantom injury soon, too. Keep our um, fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but, but Christian, Christian Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Yeah, man. Uh, best athlete in the class, in my opinion. Yes, I don't even, I I'm not even talking about uh, just from the corner position. Best athlete in the class. Coverage skills are very good, but there's a difference. I, I disagree a little bit with the ball skills. I think he had a little bit of an issue with anticipating routes. He, he was caught guessing a little too much as opposed to actually breaking the routes and not being assertive enough. Uh, when the ball's in the air, I don't think he had the greatest um, ability to track balls. That is the area of, need, of where he needs to grow, in my opinion. But just from a pure blanket coverage perspective, what's there not to like? I mean, this guy has real elite, elite speed, physicality, not very aggressive at the line of scrimmage where he's going to get a call for a pass interference or a holding penalty. He's already uh, a plug-and-play corner, in my opinion, that can guard the number te- number one receiver for any team. And he can also play, because he's just so athletic, he can also kick inside if you need him to play the slot and cover these very quick and agile slot receivers. And he's not going to be a huge mismatch for these tight ends either because he's still physical enough to where he can cover the fast tight ends that can go over the middle for another team. So this guy is a true difference maker. I'm not going to say he's he's like Sauce Gardner was, and I actually found my rankings from last year, believe it or not, for all the positions. I wish we had. I wish I had them to refer back to when we did these, but um, he's not quite a Sauce Gardner. I, I said last year, and this was before I even knew he was even going to the Jets too, but I knew that he was going to be a true impact player where he would change life for a team's defense because he can – eliminate the number one receiver. And we saw it from Sauce in his rookie year where he was a first-team All-Pro. I don't think Christian Gonzalez is quite that right away, but can he be? Absolutely. Um, I think there is a pretty sizable gap, to be honest with you, between the rest of the class. Yeah, and I, I listen, I, I think the point you made about Christian Gonzalez being the most athletic player in this entire class is... Yeah, he's an is absolute dead freak. He's dead on. He's, he's a freak. He, and yeah. there's there's no denying that. Uh, but let's go on to uh, number three. I believe he's consensus number three for both of us, and that's Joey Porter Jr. Um, he is the press corner that you want in this class. He just absolutely mauls receivers at the line of scrimmage, and obviously he learned from the best given his father. Joey Porter was a linebacker for many, many years, most notably with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And this year he had a career year. Only 143 yards allowed in coverage in 10 games while playing for the Penn State Nittany Lions. Jake, what are some of the things that really stood out to you about Joey Porter Jr.? Lengthy as hell, man. Mm-hmm. Like straight up. I yes. don't have the exact measurables, but six two one ninety eight. Yeah, his wingspan has to be a little bigger, though. He's probably got like a six seven wingspan, I would think, right? I mean, he, he looked yes. like he had those long arms. Kind of reminded me a little bit of we've seen these prototypical long corners before be successful in the NFL. He he doesn't really have the most lateral quickness for me. I think that part of that is due to just his length. It's a little harder for guys that are built that way to be, you know, nice and uh agile from side to side. Um, you know, in terms of his physicality, yes, he's a press band coverage corner. Needs to work on his discipline. I think when he gets beat um initially off the line, he doesn't have the greatest speed to catch up. Uh, uh, just right away he resorts to putting his hands on receivers that can result in flags 
that's an area that needs to be cleaned up a little bit for me. Um, beyond five yards, he was still, um, you know, getting grabby with receivers. I, that was something I didn't like. But to be honest with you, man, in terms of just his ability to win plays, he's a winning player, if that makes sense. He can win big plays on third on third downs. He really stood out for me as well, where, hey, it's third and five. This is the money down. Everybody knows they're throwing the ball. It's time to play man-to-man because we need to send some uh, some hot sauce towards this quarterback because, you know, we can't drop everybody in coverage and give this guy enough time. He'll find the soft spot in his own. This is where a player like Joey Quarter Jr. will thrive in the NFL when it's the money downs. He may not be this, wow, all-pro, all-world corner, but he's going to be a starting corner on a winning football team with an above average defense. And and I think right away too, I think he has a lot of stuff that translates to the NFL, like his football IQ. I think he's very good in and out of breaks. I think he's very good at, you know, route concepts and route recognition. He He's a guy that you can play right away. I don't think you really need to wait on. I don't think he has the greatest ceiling in the world because I don't think he's the most special athlete. And I don't see anything that's too major where I go. Yeah. If that improves, he's really taking his game up to a whole nother level, but um, yeah, I, I really like Joey Porter Jr., man. It would be it's interesting. We have the mock drafts coming up, and uh wouldn't it be something if he goes back to uh Pittsburgh with the play where be. his father played? It would we, be. I find it hard to believe that Pittsburgh will pass on Joey Porter's son, but who knows? We gotta we gotta stay tuned. But you know, um trying to look at my other corners here. They definitely need one. Yeah, they they, they could definitely use one. They lost some uh for sure, but I'm just kind of curious to hear your thoughts on DJ Turner from Michigan, to be completely honest. I didn't hear him on your list. I was wondering why he might not have made it. Well, I, I was going to get DJ Turner, but there was one thing that I wanted to bring up with uh, with Joey Porter really quickly, and this is something that I had actually heard from multiple scouts that I wanted to bring to you, and that is, do you actually think that Joey Porter Jr. is actually better off as a safety at the next level? Because there are some scouts that actually do believe that Joey Porter Jr. could actually translate better at safety. No, nah, I don't I don't I don't think so, man. No. I, I got I got the same vibe. I was just kind of like, eh, I, I don't think so. I like, like I it. see it. I see it with how physical he is and how good he can be against the run. But I, I think you want those lengthy, super athletic traits. You you want that in coverage. Could he transition to safety one day? Maybe. But he's good enough as a corner. I don't think that you're drafting a guy in the first round and say, "Hey, we're going to change his position entirely." I, 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 I don't. I don't agree with that. So we'll move straight on to DJ Turner, and he, I have to be honest, he was not one of my favorites, and I, I thought he he was very one dimensional to me. I thought he is a strict man corner. That's it. In zone, I really did not think that he was all that impressive. Uh, especially when he was really asked to play center field and guard the middle of the field. His footwork wasn't exactly the best. I thought when he had the receiver in front of him, I thought his back pedal was a little sloppy, to be honest. And he got turned around a little bit too easily. Um, the ball skills weren't great. Not necessarily the best playmaker on the ball. I believe he only had three interceptions in his collegiate career whilst at Michigan. The length was a little limited. Uh, against taller receivers, I think he's going to struggle a little bit. But there are certain things that I did that I did like as well. I thought he's super athletic, good speed. 
he put up really, really good numbers at the combine, did test particularly well. He definitely is more than, a, I guess, what's the word that I'm looking for? A twitchy sort of athlete. He definitely is more than that. Um, I just feel that there's a lot of untapped potential that's there. And he's far from the complete finished product that other corners are. Like maybe a guy who is not on my list. Uh, let's just let's just see here. My number six quarter, my number six corner is Tyreek Stevenson out of Miami. Uh, that is a close to complete corner. I see I just feel that DJ Turner is ways off of that. And that's something that I just kind of turned myself off of a little bit. Look, real quick, because I know we have a lot to cover. I think he's going to be a huge game changer one day. Maybe not from right away, but, I mean, he doesn't have good speed. He has amazing speed. Like, flat out, by I I think he might have even been the fastest player of the combine. But anyway, um, he needs to add a little bit of size. I agree. I think against bigger corners, he may struggle. But this is a kid that flies around all over the field. He's always around the ball. He's a ferocious tackler. He can lay big hits on people. I, I think this guy will be a true... Um, X factor on somebody's defense they can use all over the field, both in the slot and on the outside. Right away as a rookie, I'm not so sure about it, but somebody's getting themselves a hell of a prospect to develop in DJ Turner. There's a lot of untapped raw potential with him. Ins- absolutely insane. no no doubt about it. He's go to a place where he's gonna where he's gonna be absolutely coached up to the max. Um let's move on to Deontay Banks out of Maryland. Y- y- you want your man your man-to-man corner, this is it. This is your guy, an unbelievable athlete, ran a 4.35 in the 40, 42-inch vertical, 11-foot-4 in the broad jump. And really, everything that he tested at the combine was exactly what his tape displayed. He is an absolute freak, and he can run with anybody, he can jump with anybody, he can guard anybody, he is super physical. I like him a whole heck of a lot but he has to go to a team that plays a strict man-to-man scheme. I love Deontay Banks. He was one of my favorite corners in this entire draft. I mean, Mine too. His, ta- the, his tape was a lot of fun in, to watch. In, just an insane cover coverer, if that's even, does that even make sense? But Insane in um, coverage. You, there we go. You can just put anybody in front of him, and Deontay Banks is going to bring it. And it's just in, in, from a pure coverage standpoint – not sure what there is to really improve on with him. Yeah, maybe he needs to get a little bit better as a tackler. Sure. Maybe in some zone concepts and, and just pure understanding of the system. Sure. But, hell, man, you can put this guy one-on-one with any corner. He's not going to commit a ton of uh, penalties. He has very, very good discipline. He's got very, very good hips. He can break in and out of cuts. He's just one of those athletes that just looks like a natural out there with covering people. And even better he has that met that catch-up speed where the game is just so vertical nowadays where if he's initially beat off the line of scrimmage no problem he's a good enough athlete to get on his horse and get to the ball and make a play on it and and break up the pass or even get his hands on an interception so um they one starter for me i think he's being insanely undervalued he really i, I like he was pretty close like i think christian gonzalez was was pretty distinctively my number one corner but Sure. Deontay Banks was right there, man. Was was right there. It's just you, you can't you can't deny the athletic ability and just the overall projection for Christian Gonzalez for me. But Deontay Banks is no slouch. 
no slouch and he his his tape was was so much fun to watch yeah he's a first uh, rounder i've seen some mocks yes. where he, he's not even in the no he, he he's got to be a first round pick man if you have first, him, you have him going in the first round in, in your mock i assume oh well of course man he yes, should be I do too. he's got to be in the first if, if he's not a first round pick we need to have an investigation in the Agreed. league honestly i i i completely agree i completely yeah. i completely totally agree um Let's move on to Emmanuel Forbes, my number five corner. Jake, I'm sorry. Who is your number five corner? Who we have to talk about talk about next? We talked about all my corners. Um, Beautiful. So we can touch on Emmanuel Forbes, then we can get get to our sleepers. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes, for me, very very solid. Improved every single year whilst at Mississippi State. A little lanky for the position. Six one one sixty six is going to have to bulk up a little bit, but on the ball. It was very hard for me to find another corner that was just as good as Emmanuel Forbes is. 14 picks, 17 pass breakups in his entire career whilst at Mississippi State as a Bulldog in, by the way, the SEC. Yeah, just to me, a little bit of an awkward athlete, to be completely honest with you. Sure. Um, Didn't really seem very natural and fluent to me, but... He was just he, he. I just have seen a lot of corners with him where he didn't do anything exceptional. Um, for what it's worth, he was my number six corner, so it's not like actually, excuse me, my number seven corner. Um, so it's not like I was completely down on him. He's a nice player, but not exactly the the all world talent that I would want. And I don't think he's a first round pick by any stretch of the imagination. Um, can he be a starter? Absolutely, but. I just he, he, very blah, in my opinion. Um, you know, he does everything very good, but nothing really great and exceptional to mm-hmm. where it's just the, the safe floor, but not the highest ceiling for me. So let's go to our sleepers, and I'll do I'll do mine first, and you can give yours, Jake. Uh, mine is Cam Smith out of South Carolina. My numbers, he's my number six corner. He's just he's he excellent. Might, yeah, he to me he's just strictly a. I just don't really see how you can really play him on the outside. You know what I'm saying? Like no, he's a, a little limited. Corner. Yeah, just yeah, very ex- limited for me. Yes, extremely limited. Hence why he doesn't crack into my top five. Uh, but he's he's outstanding. He's outstanding. What he's a one trick pony, but the one trick is really really good. Good length. It's six one. Has to bulk up a little bit at one eighty. Could probably afford to add on you know ten pounds. Um, and is not really the most physical when he gets into hand fights and things like that. He does get brushed off pretty easily. So I think with him bulking up a little bit, that will definitely help him. Has pretty good speed as well. As well, ran a four four three at the combine. That's pretty bang on where you want to see your corners pretty much running. So uh, overall, a very very solid prospect. And again, you just have to put him where he's going to thrive, which is in the slot. That's it as a nickel corner. That's it. Yeah. And as far as Eli Ricks goes, there's not a ton of tape to really look at. But the tape that is out there, it's very good. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's a true bull hawk. He knows how to find the ball. He know he's just a very dynamic athlete that can hang with these receivers and get his hands on these interceptions to change a game. That's the type of guy that I would love to throw a dart on in the NFL. It's just not that the, the, the amount of tape isn't there, if that makes sense. So he's a little inexperienced, a little raw, but... If you're looking for a prospect with upside that could turn into a starter eventually and create a pipeline, I think you could do a whole lot worse than Eli Ricks. So let's go and let's talk about the safeties, Jake. The safety, the safety class, it's 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 like you have to talk about it, but 
the way the NFL is, the NFL just doesn't view safeties like they once did. And I think it's if anybody who's going to go out there and question that, look at what happened with C.J. Gardner-Johnson and how he had a career year playing for the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that went to the Super Bowl, and he could not find a way to get any sort of a long-term deal anywhere. No. Like, it's it's almost maddening, but here we are. So let's talk about let's talk about the the safety class. And uh Jake, uh it is my turn to give my five first. Yep. Okay, so uh my sleeper for the safeties, I have Jair Brown out of Penn State. My number five, I have Jordan Battle out of Alabama. Four, I have uh, Jamie Robinson out of Florida State. Number three, I have Sidney Brown out of Illinois. Two, I have Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M. And then number one, I have Brian Branch out of Alabama. At number five, I have Anthony Johnson Jr. out of Ohio, uh, Ohio. Iowa State. Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M. Number three, I have Chris Smith out of Georgia. Number two, I have Jamie Robinson out of Florida State. And at number one, I have Brian Branch out of Alabama with my sleeper, J.L. Skinner out of Boise State. Ooh, okay. All right. So definitely a lot of uh, a lot of difference here. I want to I want to start with 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 Chris Smith out of Georgia. Jake, what was one of the things that you really saw with with Chris Smith? Because for me, he's my number eight safety. So he and he's your number three. So definitely a big difference there. Yeah, I overlooked a lot of the physical deficiencies that he has mm-hmm. as, you know. And that's what dropped him on, on on my board. Yeah, but in terms of a guy, though, that's always around the ball. Like, th- this guy's always around the ball, knows how to make plays, has great tackling technique. His angles in the run game are phenomenal. You very rarely saw him got beat and taken a bad angle towards a tackler in the open field. A huge component of playing safety in the NFL. The coverage skills we're very good. He's not the most insane elite coverage safety that there is, but for the role that he could be in in the NFL, where you can play him down low and occasional, not really occasionally, but you can't. He's not a huge liability in coverage. But if you want a true steady tackler on your defense that's going to make winning football plays at a high level, and he's a huge character guy as well, and he, he's you know one of the leaders on that Georgia Bulldogs defense, um, an unsung hero for the amount of studs that they had. Um, this guy, the motor is just off the charts. This guy does not stop going 100% on every single play, never takes a playoff, finishes every play, finishes every tackler, uh, tackle. I just, I, I, to me, I really gravitated towards this type of guy. And it, it, he just screamed to me like starter, winning player, guy you want on your football team. And sure, a- a- absolutely. But the, 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 physical metrics and on the smaller they, they weren't side great, but they, they were better than what he showed in my opinion at, at his workouts. And he didn't look yeah. slow to me on tape. He played fast enough. He looked, he played yeah, big enough sure. for me. It's just, he was a better football player and, and it'll eventually be shown that he's a better football player than a lot of these tests would show. Sure. Absolutely. He, he makes plays. There is no doubt about it. Uh, he's probably, he probably is one of the best safeties in the entire class in terms of, making pure football plays on the back end. Um, but let's go and let's talk about now the guy also in the SEC, number one in the ranks, Mr. Brian Branch. He's a football player. That's it. 
He is a football player. He is the defensive back that anybody would want. He's a tackling machine, good in coverage, but really it's the tackling numbers. I believe in his career in Alabama, he missed only four tackles on 174 attempts, something stupid like that. Good quickness, very well disciplined, high football IQ, high character kid. Uh, he's a, he, he definitely is a guy that if you were taking him and you were changing his position to corner or linebacker, linebacker maybe not, but corner, you would definitely say that he's a, he's a first-round pick, given all the metrics that he brings to the table. Because his position is a safety, there are questions about whether or not he deserves to be in the, uh, in the first round because of just how safeties are viewed. Yeah, no, he, he's a true jack-of-all-trades, in my opinion. I think he can really use him as a Swiss Army knife, particularly in coverage. And he's the type of guy that you plug and play right away. I don't even think he's the type of guy where, hey, you need to have a specific scheme in mind. If you need him to play more in the slot, boom, there you go. If you need him more to play center field, there you can go. You need him to play in the line of, on the line of scrimmage and make plays in the box and stuff the run and, and be a real disruptor from that perspective. He can go right away, I might add. Not a ton of definement with his game needs to take place. Um, he's just a plug-and-play, make-your-defense-instantly-better type of guy that has a knack for the ball, that can is a true playmaker on defense uh, at such a young age, coming from Alabama and Nick Saban. Um, obviously a very well-schooled guy. He has great ball instincts and, and great football IQ. So um, I, he has to be – we'll go over it in the mocks, but I, I think for sure a first-round pick. I'd be shocked. If I was a team in the second round and he fell – I'd be all over him. Yes, and I I, I would as well. Uh, then let's go to Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M. For me, listed as a safety, I think he is more of a slot corner, has the size that he can operate out of the slot if he wanted to at 6'2", 200 pounds. He fits the billing perfectly. Big hitter, excellent, excellent athlete, good speed, tackles like a linebacker, Covers like, like a secondary player, safety corner, whatever you want to call him. A really, really solid, solid tape. And whoever gets him is getting a heck of a football player with a lot of versatility given the size that he brings to the table. Yeah, uh, just a really, really good football player. Like, didn't really have the greatest, like, wow, this guy played a lot faster on tape for me. But it was very reminiscent to my guy, Jamie, uh, uh, Jamie Robinson out of Florida State. So. Yes. You know, another kid that just, you know, does not take any plays off, goes balls to the wall. Just a really good football player, defined tackler. Maybe doesn't necessarily have the most high-end traits for me, but he's a guy where eventually, maybe not right away, he'll probably go to a situation where it's more of a rotational basis with the safety sure. spot. Um, You know, it, just a very polished prospect but I think he needs to learn a little bit more of the ends. The, the NFL game might be a little too fast for him right away. Like his ta like the angles he takes with his tackles and, you know, not arm tackling too much. That type of stuff will come with more experience in the National Football League. And I think Jamie Robinson probably, if you were to put all the tapes together, Jamie Robinson probably has the most consistent tape out of any safety in this class and probably his most complete safety in this class all in. There are a lot of things that he does. I would honestly say everything about his game is good in terms of having him 
talking about him and the likes of Bryant Branch, Antonio Johnson. There are just things that those guys do that are great and are special. And I feel like with Jamie Robinson, he's just another safety that we've seen before. But despite that, there's a place for him in the National Football League as a really good quality safety that can play at the NFL level for the next decade. And that's what really teams are going to be looking for. Now, is he going to be a uh, top two round pick? Probably not. I would expect him to maybe go later of day two, early part of day three. But there's no doubt that a team is getting a really, really good football player there with Jamie Robinson. Um, Jake, you are the Alabama guy. So let's just talk about the other Alabama safety in, in Jordan Battle. Inconsistent tape for me. I, I don't yeah, know. The why. last year, he was much better. Yes, the 2022 tape was much, much, much better. But still, it was inconsistent at best, but has ideal size, 6'1", 209. Great leader, super smart kid, high football IQ. Helps that he was coached up by Nick Saban. That absolutely carries some weight. And anybody who says that it doesn't, you're kidding yourselves. Uh, He's going to be a very, very good contributor at the next level. Just has to really polish his game. I feel like he's a little raw right now. Felt like he was making a lot of business decisions, to be completely honest with you. Out there this year, it's like he knew he was going in the draft. He probably would have been better served not coming out of the draft this year. He probably was better off coming out last year. He might have been even like a second-round pick next year. And this year, I'm not sure how he can be anything more than maybe a late-day two pick. So Maybe. Um, yeah, it's just like the same burst and explosion from him just was not there. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like last year, just he had much more urgency. Everything just looked better from coverage to tackling to technique from just his overall um, nose for the ball last year was another key difference as opposed to this year. You're really banking on that guy that you saw in 2021 or excuse me, 2022. Wow. We're in 2023 yeah. now, but <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, but but a fine prospect, uh, one that I, I think a, a team, if they develop him correctly and they get that guy that we saw last year, is getting a really, really nice football player for sure. So let's go to Sidney Brown, the safety out of Iowa. Uh, very simple. He's an athlete. He is yeah. super athletic. The speed is off the charts. Maybe one of the quicker safeties uh, that is coming out of this year's class. It was an exciting tape. It was good tape. Uh, but the problem is, is that when you're looking, looking at the size of him compared to the rest of the safeties, he is at 5'10", 2'11". You want him to maybe be in the, like a six-foot range. So that might hurt him a little bit. But overall, really, really good tape from him. Yeah, to be honest with you, he is more of an athlete than a football player, just one that you're really banking on the projection um, off the measurables for sure. So, Jake, I want to hear about your sleeper, J.L. Skinner, out of Boise State. To be completely honest with you, you know what? what's really going to hurt his value? I believe he has a, an injury designation heading into the draft as well that I heard about. If You can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that is correct. I could double check, I could double check that. Yeah, pectoral. Yep. Yep. Peck. Pectoral. That doesn't help him, but the, it's just overall game tape against the competition that he played was pretty darn spectacular, to be honest with you. Like, he was the best player on the field when, when they were out there 90% of the time for Boise State. 
true ball hawking safety, can tackle, can heart, can hit you over the middle and play center field, can make can make all types of winning plays to change a game. If this guy wasn't hurt, I I, I really think that I would have him for sure in my top five and maybe even like my top three safeties. I love this kid, man. His tape was really, really impressive. I think you know, his box safety. This is this is your kid. 6'4, 220. And, and he can cover people though. Make he plays can cover the ball people. Too. Yes, he can. I actually think that JL Skinner could end up potentially getting some snaps at linebacker at the next level. He given can play the size. linebacker, safety, maybe not slot corner, but um he could end up there if you really could. wanted to. He he's gonna be a good player, man. I think we're gonna look back at this and be like, wow, where was he in our ranks? That's why I kind of wanted to shout him out. And for me, Jair Brown, very hit or miss tape, but fun tape. He is probably the best ball hawking safety in this entire draft. Uh, he had 10 picks over the last two years. The problem is, is that there is a lot of miss with Jair Brown. Uh, if you're going to draft him as an NFL team, you just have to know that you're going to take the good with the bad and... There's going to be a lot of good because he's not going to drop a whole lot of balls that should be picked off, but he's also going to get burned more times than not. So it's just something that we absolutely have to point out with Jair Brown. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that assessment. To be honest, I couldn't have said it better myself. Jake, that is another year of prospect reports yeah. done. It's a grind. And breathe. Yep. They are done with the next episode going to be the Bach Draft. We will see you on Monday. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. This has been the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. If you like what you heard, leave a five-star review. Tell us how much you love the program. For Jake Simone, I am Bird. These have been the Prospect Reports. They are all done. We are finally heading closer to the NFL Draft. We are less than a week away. And on Monday... It's go time. It's mock draft time. Bye-bye.